Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mantle.ke. Thanks for coming back this week. Thanks for following us on our socials. If you don't, they are all linked below on YouTube, podcasts, etc. Thank you, Kafisi, for being our location sponsor. We're back at Riverside Drive, Keystone Park. We're in the knowledge room. It's a great place if you want your company to have a co-working space. Or if you're an individual and you want to come on your own, you can use the social areas. Lovely coffee, lovely staff. So I recommend it. And you might bump into us when you're here as well. So, Oscar, do you want to do the honours, buddy? We have two guests today. I know. Um, I know. Guys, uh, as you can tell from my energy levels, I'm very excited <laughs> to introduce <laughs> these two lovely ladies. I have Rebecca and Girote on my right. Hello. And the incredible Taddy Kapaya. Um, here's a problem. Um, I think we're going to need subtitles for this episode <laughs> for myself. Uh, it's as if I'm in London again and I'm trying to figure out what someone is saying. <laughs> I am stressed. This is going to be the most stressful episode ever shot. Brilliant. Um, first of all, Becky, I have to say, you look incredible. You look fantastic. Thank you so much. I think the, latest, the, mic. the latest compliment I've given you is you look like a billionaire's wife. And that's the goal. That's the goal in every aspect. Tati, of course, I don't need to speak, guys. I mean, come on, look at the camera. Glorious. Thank you. Mm, we have imported them straight from London. Yeah. Um, but London took them from us. So it's just, you know, reparations. Um, exactly. Incredible. How do you guys feel? Very happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. 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 Excited. Kind of nervous. Excited. Nervous. Nervous is good. Yeah. It means you care. Yeah. It means yeah. you care. Yeah. So fun fact. Um, Becky is my sister. In case you don't know, uh, we might have seen it on my on our page. And Tati is a family friend and a very close friend of Becky. So we're in. Uh, Good yes. company today, buddy. Yes. Very good company. Um, please. Um, yeah. How, how did we meet, guys? There's Oscar. Did you say? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to suffer. I'm, I'm going to suffer through this oh, episode. Let's get out. <laughs> Silent jabs on his own podcast. Uh, That's... Uh, yeah. Everyone's in blue. Um, yeah. You I'm did not... not get the memo. Like yeah. I said, he wore the jeans. I'm not in the yeah. um, plus four four group chat. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> I believe you have a plus four number there, buddy. Oscar, you, you have a plus four four number. You I are, do, but I still have not been added to the group chat. God damn it. Uh, God damn it, you know. Uh, here's a question I just had to ask. Um, Becky, could you please explain the circumstances of how I met you and Tati? Oh, okay. So I've obviously known Oscar for quite a while because I helped out at the beginning of the Man Talk podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously I know Tati for a while. Um, so me and Tati met up for a shoot day in mm -hmm. London. Um, and I believe we were going for breakfast with Sam first and then we we're like, hey, do you want to come along? Yes. Um, so we had breakfast with you mm -hmm. and then I went, I met up with Tati and then somehow you guys were also still in London for like the whole day and I was like, hey, let's have dinner. So then we went to Miscuzzi. Can you say that word again? Guys, please. I knew this happened. Uh, just, say, just say it again. Where? Miscuzzi. Oh, goodness. Leaning again. What's with you in this I don't know. I, 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 I feel <laughs> like that adds needs a, a, minute a little je ne sais quoi, you know? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So, so uh -huh. yeah, we met at Miscuzzi, um in Covent Garden mm -hmm. and Great we choice. had dinner mm -hmm. and healthy debates, healthy oh, debates between really? the two of them. I just remembered all the debates yeah. he had. It was so intense. Like Harry Potter versus Star Wars or oh. something. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. sounds quite intense. It, it really was, was very intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is, when you're arguing against Tati, um, who you can clearly tell is definitely for the Harry Potter. <laughs> um, she walked into this room today. First thing she did was like, oh. Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> not in a happy way. Not yeah, Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, oh, there she's like, oh, this is such a British, British place. Yeah, I'm no. having such a good time. This no, is no, amazing. You You're really getting do, the do, cadence do, of my words wrong. <laughs> You're saying it as if I'm a fan of yeah, all these people in the world. Then, then, she went, then she went, ah, oh, uh, can I get you some coffee, Tati? Then she's like, no, 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 I'll have some tea. 
Yeah. Of course. It's a yeah. peppermint tea. But I think that's more yeah. Kenyan of me. No? But then exactly. she then she goes, boils the kettle. Like she's like, ah, oh, let me. It's so authentic. I, just, I used to have the one that whistles. You do it yourself at this point. I used to have the one that whistles. She goes, I used to have the one that whistles. So yeah. the person who was like, and guess what? Outside the building, I was like, should I show her? There's a building called Nine. That's just at nine and three quarters. Mm. So, <gasps> no way. Really? Like, where? This is just opposite. So opposite where we are. Opposite right where we are. Have you seen No. We weren't allowed we to watch Yeah. It. My mum was fine, like, there's fine. too many demons. Yeah. It's judgment day. Yeah. So, so, so guys, when I met um, um, Becky and Tati, they were so kind as to show me um, kind of the cool places to go yeah. when I'm in London. And yeah. I just wanted to thank you guys on camera. Oh, well, thank you. you they have, they have great taste as well. They're the people to, if you go to London to, to chill with. Listen, I'll just tell, listen, if you're students in London, say? I now know where to avoid mm. as oh, a yeah. student. Oh yeah. Where have you learned to avoid then? Mm. The places you've shown me. Like? <laughs> like Because like, like, hey, yo, these girls are going to, you know, um, Miss Cusey. Mm-hmm. At Wells, amazing pasta spot. Amazing pasta, so really cool. great. It's actually food. so affordable. Mm. It is actually yeah, it's really affordable. Yeah, really really for really Covent Garden as well. I know. Mm. Central. Central. Bills for breakfast. Actually, that was the first like I like that was the first like that was the first time I had like food and I was like, this is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when I was in London, it was really really good. So like, and the thing I found really vibrant about London is the fact that there's so many high quality experiences mm. at like a really good price mm. but you never really think about it you're like yo I'm just about to have like pasta made mm. by mm. someone who's gotten the training actually from Italy like the original yeah, the authentic experience mm. at a price point that's not like yeah. super exorbitant when here mm. in Kenya to have the same experience you'd pay an arm and a leg mm. so yeah so thank you girls for well, that not you're to welcome. make people hungry if you're watching this at lunchtime um, so <laughs> how me and Becky met so <laughs> I was, the way I was like yeah God, I was 98 yeah. Uh, cold cold January morning mm. yeah. and mum said oh, I'm having a baby <laughs> <laughs> and I said, here I come. Yeah, and then uh, then you were born. Here I am. And then I think I met Tati through family friends as well. Did we meet before we met? Why did that no, sound so no, weird? No, we met at the same time. At the you same were time? At our uncle's house. That was the first what? time. Yeah. I don't think you were there. I don't think I was you there. there. Yeah. I met you there. First, so you stole yeah. my friend is what we're saying. Ah. That's, that's what we're saying. Much yeah. younger than you. <laughs> so anyway, so we always start at the start. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously people are like, okay, we're talking about you being from the UK, etc. But you guys look very Kenyan. So what's the beginning? What's the beginning, guys? The beginning. The beginning. Well, I'm half Kenyan, half Zambian. Right. But I was born in London. And mm-hmm. that's about it mm-hmm. for my origin story. <laughs> story. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But come back to Kenya like every year, sometimes twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Becky, how, where, where did you um, grow up? I grew up in the UK as well, born and bred in uh, Banbury, Oxfordshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah, I come to Kenya like for Christmas and I was here at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so now you guys are full-time content creators. Yes. So we yeah, want the conversation too. today to be about like how that journey's been. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly don't talk about your childhood. So, <laughs> so um being content creators now and mm-hmm. sort of knowing each other and like working together how have you got to the place where you're now doing content full-time i believe both of you right mm. yeah how's that journey been as a two content creators how do you start long. that yeah a very long journey how many yeah. years a lot of like doing things for free mm-hmm. that's what it's been mm-hmm. i don't know about you but yeah definitely work. i mean i think you've been doing it full-time longer than i have mm. i've only been doing it full-time from september 2022 so not that long, not even a full mm-hmm. year now. Yeah. But as you said, just like so many 
years of doing things for free, not even intending it to be like a full-time exactly. thing, mm. just yeah. as like a hobby. Mm. And then recently it's like, oh, okay, maybe this could be like something. something. Mm. So mm. yeah. Then you, you get your first check. Yeah, and, and you're, you're like, like, oh, yeah. I'm getting paid for this. You're getting like, paid. Like, yeah. I will continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's yeah. a context to that conversation that I think we need to like rewind for a second, mm -hmm. um, which is the, your education. Right. Because like when I look at your content, guys, go check out that content online. Rebecca. Uh, I am. I am in karate. That's, that's who she is. And? Tati Kapaya. Yeah. Uh, if you follow those pages, you'll be able to see kind of the, the content that just blew my mind. Um spending so much time in the UK and, and like just seeing it in the context of other content creators. And it's very clear to me that there's either a perspective mm -hmm. or an academic background that justifies the quality and the thinking mm. behind like the content that you make. Thank you. So I want, yes. So I want us to like dial it back a bit yeah, sure. and start from where, what's your educational background? Um, in the UK. Oh, wow. Oh, do you want to go? Okay, I'll go All first. right, so... I no, got, okay, yeah, you uh, go first. Okay, cool. <laughs> I've got the classic, got GCSEs. Uh, I did art at GCSE, so I've always, like, done something creative. Um, and then I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? No, how are you <laughs> just getting... Finding this out. How do you not know this? <laughs> That's why I did chemistry. Oh. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> so anyway, my lifelong dream of being a doctor was crushed um, when I failed chemistry. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was thinking about like what I could do as a creative uh, university course mm -hmm. that was also like a practical course. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do interior design, but then my parents said no. So I was told do architecture instead. And then if you want to do interior design, go into that afterwards. So then I did architecture at... St. Martin's. Say it again, yeah. please. That is what yeah. I wanted to hear. Things we love to see. Yeah. St. Martin's. Yeah. University of the Arts London. Yeah. Yeah. St. Martin's King Cross. Yeah. Um, so I did architecture. Um, and while I was doing architecture, I was creating content yeah. um, most of the time, like on the side. Then I graduated. Um, and then there were no graduate jobs, mm -hmm. like when I was searching in London during COVID, because I graduated in 2020. Um, and so I was creating content while I was in lockdown, continued doing that. And then I started getting paid a nice amount 2021 um and now 2022 uh i signed with an agency and here i am wow we love to see it what a journey what a journey, what a journey. Yeah. i have loved watching your growth over the last Thank you years so much really great. um <laughs> for me um same did gcse's um i was very like scientific um in my education i guess like for a levels i did maths further maths physics economics because i loved physics the maths. Yes. yeah i loved physics and maths mm. um and Jeez. then i did really badly in my a levels actually and then mm. i went to university did computer science um and then i hated that after a year so i swapped and did television and broadcasting because i've always been interested in film tv being creative editing because i was making videos before then, I started making YouTube videos when I was in uh, sixth form. Um, yeah, and then I finished that degree and then I went straight on to do a master's in digital marketing at King's College London and then just graduated. Well, I haven't even graduated, but um, I, when, when this is out, I will graduate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And then, um, yeah, I was creating content, mainly lifestyle, like around my university life. So it's like, you know, spend the day with me in uni. Um, how to be productive, that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's where I kind of went into the whole travel and lifestyle thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like my educational background, I guess. Oh, that's incredible. Mm. So transferable skills, right? So your academia 
seems to have sort of played a part, like going into the digital and stuff. 100%. So uh, to now to have sustainable content over a long period of time, you have a YouTube channel, you have a podcast, you have IG. And TikTok and Pinterest. And TikTok and yeah. Pinterest, shout out to Pinterest specifically. <laughs> um, so how do you like plan that to make it sustainable as a student and then also as now a job? Okay, so, yeah. So whilst I was in uni, I was definitely in my toxic productivity swing. I didn't really have a work-life balance. So... In terms of balancing everything, I was just working all the time. So mm. nine to five, I would be doing uni, maybe even more than that, to be fair. Mm. And then around that, I was creating content about my life. So I think that's the only way I managed to balance it. Because mm. if I was doing, for example, I don't know, cooking content, yeah. I think it would be difficult to find time to also shoot that on the mm. side. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think... I'm a very motivated and driven person anyway. So I think that definitely helped. Um, yeah, but I don't think I had like a good balance. So I don't know if I'm the right person to mm -mm. ask yes. about that. Yeah, toxic. Yeah. But the word toxic with productivity, sometimes people are like, that doesn't add. Productivity it is adds, good. It adds. So what does that look like when you're in that toxic era? Um, burning out. Like I, I thought burning out was just like being tired. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I was like, this is really impacting my physical health. Right. So yeah. that, yeah, burning out um, affects your mental health, your mood. Mm -hmm. I feel like I wasn't a very fun person to be around. Like Becky knows, like mm -hmm. during my master's degree, I was mm -hmm. so stressed all the time yeah. and I did not take any time to just look after myself. Mm -hmm. People say like, oh, self-care, like take mm -hmm. a bath. But once mm -hmm. you've burnt out, you can't just like take a bath and then you're fine. Yeah. So it was just like constantly just, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm still not out of it, but I think... Mm -hmm. You know, 2023. Yeah. 2023. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Becky, content calendars and planning mm -hmm. now with an agency. Yes. And you have somebody that's literally said, I'm giving you these deals. Yeah. How are you going to schedule these four clients mm -hmm. to give them like three reels in a month? Like, yeah. how does that look in terms of planning your um honestly like for the beginning of the year i was super organized when it came to like knowing exactly what's going out knowing exactly like how to manage each content each contract like each piece of content going out um and like i had it in like a google calendar um so i kind of put it in what i'm going to post when i'm going to post it then my organic content mm -hmm. so my and my team is in that um calendar so my, my manager and then there's another girl who works on the gifting mm -hmm. so they were in my calendar and they'd mm -hmm. see everything um but i feel like not to sound cocky but like you kind of get into the rhythm of it and you don't yeah. need to keep noting it down mm -hmm. like i remember the live dates i remember the preview dates and the great thing about having an agency is they help you so much in that they give you so much direction because mm -hmm. they have their own way of doing things mm -hmm. you then kind of slot into that mm -hmm. so for example they write out all my campaigns the live date preview date um deadlines things like that they even put like status so like um awaiting content mm -hmm. content approved content live ad mm. stats this on google this is on google, google sheets, sheets okay. so yeah. i won't lie like after i want to say about six months like my first six months of the agency i like now from like six months after that to now i've really just kind of looked at how they're doing it and just reference mm. what they give me because mm. it kind of just fits into my lifestyle every day mm. like posting every day and then i just look at the calendar I'm like oh that's going live okay cool and you just remember mm. i think because i've been creating content for so long now that i have someone who tells me when something needs to go live i'm like oh that's gonna go live anyway yeah if that makes, do you know what yeah, i mean because yeah. I, I already have that routine of posting like a story da, 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 so i'm like oh that just slots in mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Cool. so i'm very yeah. like I feel like um, my productivity era, very much beginning of the year, I was like, yeah, I have to do this, this, this. But then it's like, just go with the flow. Yeah. And I'm less um, kind of obsessed with being productive in terms of like making sure everything goes out at the right time. Mm. Like if it goes out, it goes out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like mm. the ad 
can move around like with the mm. content on my page ready mm. yeah um so also want to talk to you about because that's a huge contrast i don't know eli and i our experience working with agencies mm. we've never really been given mm. a system and a framework and mm. a way through which to continue like working mm. um what were you doing previously and mm-hmm. what aspects did you improve fundamentally once you joined the agency um i think before i was kind of very i was very stressed in terms of like i really had to chase like a lot and chase a lot of things i didn't want to do in terms of work yeah um and so before then i kind of just like cold email everyone be like hey would love to work with you i'll take whatever gifting you give me blah blah, blah. but now that i've joined an agency it's kind of i still do take on gifting but it's like there's this authority figure behind me mm. that like sets boundaries Absolutely. and yeah and you get a lot more respect Absolutely. so like i feel like my approach to like what i want for myself my worth has changed so much like before i was like i'll do anything like <laughs> i just want them to notice me mm-hmm. now it's like okay an agency has seen my value now a brand needs to see my value and that needs to reflect in payment in mm-hmm. deliverables in like you respecting my time like mm-hmm. not asking me for like six reels or something in a week mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like that's not respecting my time yeah. whereas before i would be like yeah that's fine like i'll just do it like you yeah. know i'll do Absolutely. the work and i feel like especially because i'm a, a creator of color obviously i notice that i'm not like working with this brand like they don't have someone that looks like me so i'm like i'm gonna be the first so i'll do whatever they want me to yeah. do but now that you have an agency the agency kind of it's re- it's like having a best friend yeah. like going in with you and like mm. taking on that role like they've got their arm around you and they're like mm. no like they'll go back to the brand be like we're not doing this we want to up the price they'll talk on your behalf so i think in terms of the change it's been like understanding my worth as a creator whereas before i was really just kind of like i'll do anything absolutely yeah yeah so that's true. a that's a fantastic Agency, fantastic honestly. input daddy do you have anything to add to that it's so true like I, I i've only been signed to my management for like three months but even just from a negotiation standpoint when talking to brands the number of times brands when i wasn't signed would come to me and say oh your fees are too high this yeah. that and the other mm-hmm. my management will simply just email back and say Tati has other brands that are willing to pay her rates, so we're not doing this. And they'll come back and say, okay, we can reallocate the budget. Like, how are you? So you're, They find it quickly. They yeah. find the budget so quickly. Yeah. So yeah. I think, and also I was talking to Becky about this the other day, like, I think um, our managements are both quite diverse in terms yeah. of the creators they manage. And um, I think it's no secret that black creators get paid less than white mm-hmm. creators. Um, so, it's no secret, you said. It's yeah, it's no secret. Yeah. Like it, it's, everyone knows that. Everyone, yeah, most people know this. Um, so the, my manager manages loads of white creators, for example, mm-hmm. and she'll be pitching me to brands, obviously using the same rates that she would use with a white creator and the brand is complaining and she's wondering like why this is literally just like a standard rate and they're going back and forth Mm. so I think just like in that sense of things like um it's been helpful to just have them to advocate for you you don't really have to stress because you know they're Mm. working behind the scenes I think before I was really stressed like what deals am I going to do like you said I'm just going to do anything so I can work and get paid and stuff like that but now it's kind of like you can take a yeah. breather mm. and just know you're gonna work it's so fine mm. um, there's always work coming, always work coming. Mm. so yeah yeah you, becky you mentioned having a the agency being like a best friend right mm. and having that kind of reference point because i know 
we talk quite a lot when content's happening, but I feel like now you and Tati mm. have got much closer because you're doing the same kind of uh, job. Mm. So how important has that support system been having somebody to reference and go back and forth with as it's, wow, really? <laughs> the same yeah, yeah, movement, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> same movement. How's, how's that been? Like, what are, the, what are the things that you guys kind of encourage each other and what mm. kind of information do you exchange so you can get better outputs? Um, I'd say like now that she's signed as well, mm. um, we can have like really good conversations like about like we tell each other like anecdotes like oh so you know like they don't want to pay me this much so and mm. she'll be like oh yeah so that this this and it's nice to have like someone else to have that conversation with i thought of a really great example oh yeah so becky saw an ad of me <gasps> on mm. a social media site mm. for a brand that i had received gifting from and made a video mm -hmm. and um they had approached me and said hey can we use your video um for like paid advertising and i was like um here are my rates mm. for that um they were like oh don't worry like we're not going to do this like if we share it it'll just be like an organic thing and i was mm -hmm. like yeah so fine share it organically yeah. whatever mm -hmm. and then she sees it as a paid ad and she's like hey look who i saw i was like yeah and i was get like the bag, sis. i was like yeah. oh, i got no bag yeah first of all <laughs> bag <was empty>. and <laughs> they said they weren't going to do this yeah so just even things like that she was like you need to tell your manager asap mm. they shouldn't have done this this is low-key illegal what did yeah. what did they, what did you what did what did they do what did you do about that i happening? told my management and they're handling it but like just stuff like that yeah. like i wouldn't have known i would have just seen that and been like oh okay I was like that's so not i did okay. it anyway yeah. but um they're like whitelisting her content like everywhere all over a certain app yeah. um <laughs> and it's like that's not okay if you have the money to spend to do mm. this on an app on an ad on this app which is not cheap mm. then why can that money go to her pocket when you're using her likeness it's yeah. literally illegal it yeah. is legal. like yeah. it's yeah. so illegal yeah and it's the fact that like i know for a fact they wouldn't do that to a and white, white influencer creator. because yeah. i've seen the way they work with like white influencers and the same brand mm. gifted me and i told her this i like they actually gifted me something mm. um and like one it was delayed like they're like yeah we'll get this out to you and again when it comes to gifting because it's i think this is a very important thing to, to note is that we're not like saying we're ungrateful but gifting is a part of like the job mm. so when a brand reaches out and they're like we'd love to give to you like oh that's amazing so when it comes you're like you assess it. you're like okay what can i do with this how does this fit into my content mm. um so now when i'm saying it's delayed it's that i was now ex planning content to shoot with it mm. but it'd been like three weeks so i'm like oh mm. it's getting a bit late like what i had in mind like i wanted to get yeah. some content out before christmas mm. um so they sent it to me late number one like um the girl on the team there's <laughs> someone who's in charge of gifting um so she obviously liaise liaises with the brands and sorts out gifting so she was like okay um i was like they haven't sent it she's like oh well, let me follow up then it's like there the next day so they've mm. just forgotten about me. But right. other content creators that I follow Receive. had already received their gifting, really nice packaging, way more product. Like they limited the product they gave me. Mm. And I was like, so if this is how they're treating gifting, I'm not surprised they did the same thing to Tati. When oh, even gifting, yeah. which is like the beginning of the relationship, yeah. is completely different yeah. between me and a white influencer. Yeah, and I, it's not even like they said, we would love for you to make content. I literally just did a... Oh, I'm gonna give away. No, no, no. I just made a video oh. organically, mm. right, like yeah. with no intention of them even necessarily doing anything with it, mm. which is what hurt more. Because exactly. I was like, this was just for fun for me. Yeah. Being honest, I was yeah. just be giving my honest reviews. Mm. Mm. These anyway. kind, of, these kind of lessons, um, I feel you because we've been in, I'll call it abusive relationships as well. Mm. Really? Um, how? What would you? <laughs> what did you say? Sorry. <laughs> I said you really have been like the stories you're telling me is just yeah ridiculous. yeah yeah, we, yeah we're going through it too. yeah we've, we've yeah. been going through it sorry well, yeah what so what like if you were to because now I think you're in quite a nice pocket like you've been signed you're getting good relationships sustainable you finish your education.
motivation and now it's like I can do something I'm really enjoying. If you were to now talk to yourself <laughs> like three years earlier uh, when you're in that stage where you're like just starting out, these sort of things are happening, you don't have much information, what encouragement would you give yourself and what would you tell yourself mm-hmm. as principles to stay the course because there might be people watching that are at that stage now yeah. and you're on the other side. So what would you tell your younger three, year, three years ago? Um, what, in terms of content creation? Yeah, in terms of content creation, yeah. Like, um, number one, 50 pounds is not... <laughs> That's not a rate that you should ever accept for anything. Like, it should be never. Mm. Um, And, like, yeah, I think it's about knowing your worth Mm. the whole time. How do you figure out your worth, though? I, It's just, it's about, like, again, I think the sad thing is, like, it kind of is sort of validation situation Mm. for me anyway. It's been seeing that, oh, okay, if they're willing to pay, Mm. then I am worth something. My content Mm. is worth something. If you're asking me to come on board to do something, then Mm. I am worth something. Like, my content Mm. is worth something. Mm. And then, like, seeing now when, like, somebody DMs you, like, oh, my God, I saw your video and then I decided to try this outfit and I feel really good in it. Like, Mm. I would never wear, like, a skirt, but, like, Mm. your video... Like, that means that something... My content has provided something Mm. of worth to someone else. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's definitely, like, for me, unfortunately, it's, like, an external validation, which isn't always amazing, but because content is mostly external and yeah. perceived by others mm. that's kind of the only way to gauge how worthwhile it is mm. that's that's what i would say like learn your worth from the content like your mm. content is worth something to someone somewhere mm. yeah. 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 yeah i think also the consistency mm. i think can be really difficult to give up um if you're not seeing people resonate with your content mm. or you're not reaching the audiences you think you should be reaching mm. um but like we've said many times the growth, the slower it is, the more consistent it is, it's mm. probably better in the long run because it means you'll be able to keep that audience mm. engaged for a long period of time instead mm. of just for maybe a year or two. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I would say just like keep consistent. If you're doing it because you enjoy it, that's the best thing because yeah. mm. you'll always be having a good time. Mm. Um, and if, you know, the money will come if you want to make it a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but yeah, just keep consistent, keep learning, mm. um, perfecting your craft, mm. Um, mm. if that's the sort of thing. Because I know some people don't really like uh, have like a craft per se. Yeah, yeah. Some people are really into fashion, so keep learning about fashion. Some people mm. like editing, so keep learning about that. But like mm. some people don't really care. So, you know, do you mm. too? Must be nice. No. Must be nice. <laughs> right, follow up question. Um, no follow up, but I think like taking you back again because I feel like there's a lot of assumptions um, mm. because we're so familiar with each other. Yeah. Oh. Um, one would be how did you get from the point from taking your 50 pounds <laughs> to management and to finding an ed- agency that fits for you mm-hmm. as a person of color because I feel like it sounds like these people are really prioritizing you and understand where you're vulnerable and are mm-hmm. doing the work to kind of make sure that those vulnerabilities are not exploited. Whereas mm. as I've come to discover Preach. Come on. Um, there are agencies that see a vulnerability and go exploit that mm. for our own personal gain. Mm. We are going to exploit the fact that there's an there's an information gap. Yes. And then we are going to price. You know, we're going to make you price low and then mm. reserve that profit to pay rent in our own homes. Mm. <laughs> now, mm. Mm. Uh, and it's a delicious thing when you, do, you can say these things without consequence. Um, so I want to know that difference, like what is the difference in attitude and mentality in that team in recruiting you and how did they spot and find you as being talented people of color in the UK? Mm. I know with, with my management, I had been following 
them for a while, for mm -hmm. maybe like a year before I was signed with them. Yeah. And um, they are kind of like a boutique agency, so they don't yeah. have like hundreds and hundreds of clients. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, in terms of the pricing thing, I remember going to them um, with my rates because they obviously ask like how much you normally charge. Yeah. And we were on our first call and one of my managers was like, first of all, you're charging way too low. And mm. I remember when I was writing it out, I was like, they're going to think I'm taking the piss. Like yeah. these rates yeah. are way too high. Yeah. And she was like, what are you doing? Like, how yeah. have you been doing this? Like how have brands been exploiting you like this? Mm. Um, so she was like, just going to be completely honest. You're charging way too low. Mm. This won't be able to run from now. And even brands that I've had relationships with in the past who I've kind of had ongoing relationships with, they've gotten back in touch and been like, hey, we'd love to do this again mm. at this rate. And I'm like, oh, actually I have management now, so can mm. you go yes. over yeah, to nice. them? Nice, and they're like, mm. it's like a really big, like intense conversation. Like, oh, but we've had this long relationship and they're like, yeah, but you're exploiting her. So yeah. it's, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just luck, honestly, that mm. they are tr like trustworthy and honest and yeah. they have integrity. Because I don't know, I don't know, what do you think? Um, I think the thing you're saying about integrity, like there are agencies out there, like I've heard some horror stories, like what's going on in America right now. Mm. There's literally an agency that's been targeting black women and stealing money from them, really? specifically uh, creators of colour. So we're very lucky that we have an agency that's like not taking our money, not like giving us like false fees and things like that. Yeah. Mm. False fees? Talk like, a bit about that. A like, false fee, like for example, like they'll say, hey, like we negotiated and this is the best we can do. Like we can't give you any more. Like this is the only, this is only how much the brand has in reality. Mm -hmm. They don't. Mm. This is what the guy was doing at this agency. So he was basically lying, saying they could only give you this much. So it is illegal. They're false. Pretty sure that's illegal. Like, mm. Yeah, if the brand <laughs> has But then again, that, sorry, but then again, it's like if the person doesn't know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it really works in terms of like lying to your own client mm. about the money. Mm. But I mean, uh, but who's the client in this circumstance? What do you mean? Like, is the creator the client of the agency? Both. Because yeah. it's like you have the client, the brand client, and you have the client which is your creator. Mm. So if you're lying to like the creator, saying the client, this client only has this much, and then now you lie to your client, which is the creator, and you take advantage of the arbitrage opportunity and save that for rent, then yeah. it becomes yeah. Yeah. say it again illegal it's yeah, called a I, false i i don't think that's fee. no i'm i just was saying like a false fee in terms but, of like but, but like but like it's really but it's really so that's something that like it's not it, making I, law no but no, this, <laughs> not like, lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like but like here's the thing right that's the thing that most uh, people mm. it's an agency mm. and it's not just it's an agency because the agency really an agency relationship exists between the influencer and the agency mm -hmm. and the agency also has an, an agency relationship between the client mm -hmm. and the agency and that's mm -hmm. how i've always been wondering that's why i've always been wondering mm. isn't it illegal contractually mm. to like con to like lie to this client yeah. that this one is paying this much mm. yeah. and then make, take advantage of the difference it should yeah. be yeah because yeah. You're, you're not a broker you're mm. a client relationships person yeah. so yeah. Like, if, it's a, bro if it's a brokerage that's fine mm. like you, that's how people make their money in the middle but if you've literally said I'm going to be getting you work and you told this piece of people I'm going to get you a client mm. then you should all be cc'd in the same yeah. thing you should yeah. all be seeing the negotiation but, but the that's jump. the thing like should influencer marketing in Kenya then mm. become a become a thing where the influencer tells the agent mm. the yeah the marketing agency saying mm. 
we're going to enter a partnership between me and you because that's what you have. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's, oh, it's an agency relationship. Like so there's this like manage. So are we talking about, because yeah. there's different types of agency, right? There's yeah. the agency where they manage uh, influencers, like you're managed by them. They take a percentage of each deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's agency that just has clients and reaches out to multiple influencers, influencers. that are not signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just give you contact. Give you contract. Which is yeah. what the case is more here. There's not as much management for influencers that you're signed mm-hmm. to with a percentage. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's which is the difference because like, right now mm. because like right now what you've just said mm. for me was like that sounds that doesn't sound like marketing agency mm. to me it sounds like that's talent management yeah yeah but that happens here like it's it's no secret the agency where you've got the client and you're giving the influencer less than what the client's actually budget is mm. that's like the reoccurring theme here yeah. but it, when it's a real problem is if you're actually signed mm. and they're yeah. supposed to be bringing you income and uplifting the kind of income you're getting from clients then they're cutting cutting your checks that's mm-hmm. when it's actually a problem yeah. but I think most agencies don't obviously they don't obviously the, they don't even enter that relationship yeah they don't, yeah. They, they don't even because what they do is I just give you a contract to do the work yeah, exactly mm-hmm. and yeah. you're an independent consultant and you do the work yeah. Yeah, whatever it you give me is fine like, yeah, I don't owe you a monthly I don't monthly owe you a monthly pay from, or yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. Sign. yeah yeah so yeah. okay so that's a difference sorry I for interrupting oh, sorry. No, sorry. you're done what was I saying? Oh, and then we were talking about um, how my agency found me. Um, so I actually follow a lot of their talent. So I've been following a lot of their talent for like years. And I like we end up following each other back, me and other talents. Um, and we ended up like, liking each other's pictures, supporting each other's content. So I think them like supporting my content, reposting it, put me on their radar. Mm. Because like when obviously she reached out, I was like, send agency. I've when she reached out, mm-hmm. you can cut the barrels. Yep. Um, so yeah, when she reached out, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I've seen this like agency's like name and everyone's like bio," and mm. I was like, "Oh, I know this thingy, this is thingy," and I'm like, "Oh, they must have seen me through their profile when they mm. repost me." So that's how they found me. Um, so yeah, that just to answer the question of how my management mm. found me. Yeah. I think this is the perfect time for you guys to ask us your questions that you prepared. Hmm. Yeah, that tattoo prepared. I feel that like <laughs> I feel like my dope. questions have absolutely nothing to do with the trajectory of the conversation yeah, we've same. been having. No, but that's fine. That, that was we could ask you industry questions, I guess. Then no, we could just go off the bat. We don't okay. have to stick to staring at my phone. I was trying to. I was trying <laughs> to see. Trying I was trying to prove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I have one question which I'm very excited to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys were to write a book. Mm-hmm. What would the book be about? <laughs> Why is this a funny question? Like, it's it's another chapter in our story. Chapter eight. Chapter eight. Chapter eight. Okay, so me and Eli have me and Eli have this thing where when we go through like phases because I feel like the development of this podcast has had phases oh, oh my god <laughs> you guys have been through the mail yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 the development of this podcast has had phases including yesterday um, mm. Mm. Um, and every time we're going through one of those phases we usually go it's okay it's going to be another, just another chapter in the book okay. just another chapter yeah, yeah. Just, another chapter. just another chapter in the mm. book because mm. like a lot of what we do has no role models okay mm. There's no one who's kind of trying, at least in the context of where we are, to push the needle for um, positively podcasting um, about certain very, very sensitive, but very, very impactful topics Mm. as much as we're trying to do it. Mm -hmm. And so when we find ourselves in rooms where you'd expect to find support and you find um, reluctance or doubt or... Who the hell do these guys think disrespect. they are? Disrespect. Just disrespect. Yeah. 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 Um, or you find that you're working with people who you expect to have a fundamental understanding of mm. what you're doing and then you find that, nope, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yet again, you're surrounded with the incompetence of mm-hmm. some level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you find that the people who you'd think would not know or care much about what you do are the ones who care the absolute yeah. most yeah. and invest so much of their time and effort into you mm-hmm. to the point that it's a, it's a, it's a surprising thing. Mm-hmm. We kind of note it down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a moment by moment thing. Mm-hmm. Um and definitely I think it would be in the best interest of, you know, even the people who watch us and have followed us through this journey from the beginning mm-hmm. to at least give back by writing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the the main pillars for us is we are a service, right? Yeah. Like we find the conversation we have, bringing people like you is a service to people watching. Mm. So whenever we're going through that, those, those stuff, we're like, it's okay. We're going through it. So like the next, next guy podcaster done. that's now 16, that wants to start a podcast at 18, mm. doesn't have to have the same disrespect that have yeah. the same issues with rates mm. because we've gone through it and we've kind of tried to set an industry standard. Yeah. We've been talking to some of our partners and some of our complaints to them was like, okay, I don't think you're doing enough for this market. And they're saying, literally, we don't have a model to mm. go off. Mm. So you guys are the ones that are going to be the forefront. Yeah. Like, and we always equate it to, you know, when hip hop started, right? Mm-hmm. Like back in America. And then you had like Rock Nation, you had Kanye J. Mm-hmm. They was being like, okay, let's go independent. Okay, let's start my own label. Let's sign artists. Mm-hmm. Dame Dash saying, let's make sure I'm paying the artists what they should be paid. It's the same, not to call ourselves Jay-Z, the but same. it's the it's the same kind of thing where you're in an industry where nothing's um, moved in that space. Yeah. So the book would essentially be a handbook mm. and a kind of biography yeah. of our journey. And in that journey, there'll be practical gems, like mm. this yeah. percentage, this percentage, this work works. this way, maintain yeah. relationships like this. Yeah. That's that's what the book, it'll be man talk moments, I think. I don't even call it that. What would you call it, bud? The voice that sends invoices. But no, but like, but like legit, just to add a bit more bone to that. Mm. Um, having gone to the UK and having seen how developed the creative economy is over there mm-hmm. because the UK has a very strong understanding of intellectual property rights yes. like, and it's like executed at a very high level mm-hmm. to the point that you know when you see your face on a website that's not supposed to be there you feel alarmed you're like what the hell mm-hmm. I have image rights there's an awareness there's a commercial awareness that that population has mm-hmm. um, because entertainment is something and intellectual property and the creative economy arts, video games all these things mm-hmm. come um, have a structure but when you come to Africa mm-hmm. how we buy playstations is through imports through different countries mm. how we buy movies mm. is a lot of how we consume our content might be through pirated means mm. how we deal with marketing is like we want a good traditional as much as we can because there, there's still that fact that there's a lot of people who still don't have access to the technologies that we do mm-hmm. so it's a very different market mm-hmm. yeah so when you're doing something like podcasting mm-hmm. which is essentially an audio format ip product mm-hmm. um in the creative economy that doesn't have much visibility there's a lot of people who are very very exploitative they mm-hmm. take advantage of the fact that there's people who are really good at what they do mm-hmm. and they don't know that they're good at what they do mm-hmm. yeah yeah. 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 For example, like for Mantalk, what I've realized is that, um, and we had this issue in, in a certain meeting, the we have pushed the needle to become as much a high quality podcast as it is globally. Mm-hmm. That right now, if we take this, we edit and we put it anywhere in the world, I believe you can watch this. The statistics are yeah. telling us that. 100%. Yeah. 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 But like a lot of people are doing things that are similar to us here in Kenya mm-hmm. and across Africa. But they don't know that that's the quality of work they're putting out right. because the market isn't pricing it. Yeah. No one's pricing that because you're like, you're still sending the 50 pounds, mm. but you're going through on a thousand pound expenditure. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So like that book would also tell you or 
if we put out that work um would also tell you like when you hit this level mm. know that this is your worth now mm. yes. yeah and yeah. don't compromise about it don't let anyone doesn't matter how big you are as a brand or whatever mm -mm. Mm. put I'm gonna put you on a contract and I'm gonna make sure that you do what you need to do yeah. to yeah. go right by um the team so like that's yeah kind of yeah the point was yeah. definitely proven uh, a few months ago where just on my personal page I started talking about rate cards yeah and yeah, I, I was that. just say I was just Comic. saying okay guys uh anonymously tell me how much your following is as a, just a basic stat and how much you charge for each deliverable mm. and what we noticed from that is there is a massive thirst for knowledge so the market i think it's been a good year generally 2022 mm. for content creators but i think sometimes the market's moved the quality of works moved so fast mm. but the information hasn't moved at the same pace mm. and even the the ip rights etc i had mm. conversations with brands and they're trying to get me to like sign my image for like nothing yeah. i'm like no this this doesn't That's run but they're like yeah but no one else is asking for this <laughs> yeah, so it means so it means yeah. unless you have the information you're not going to ask the right questions and you're going to be signed into something exactly perfect yeah. example is if you now put your image with a brand yeah. you've not put a time cap and a renewal mm. then the brand has like a huge scandal and they keep using your image there's nothing you can do you haven't exactly. signed that so it's those kind of things that i think hopefully in the next few years that the market's going to catch up to where we are creatively mm. but at the moment just from seeing the responses i got online and yeah. the conversation we had yeah. on a live guys are working at a high level but they don't have yeah. the information here's here's a, seeing, just, yeah, here's 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 something that was impressive about that data that i just found like absolutely crazy mm. there was a disparity between someone there's someone who's getting paid 1.1 million shillings which is around 11,000 dollars mm. with like a million followers or like around a million followers and there's someone who's at 500,000 and being paid 300. Huh? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Did, some of them the were, data I, my is, jaw was dropping. Yeah. That, yeah. For me it was the variance. It's mm. like Hmm. It's, it's unless how, it's not their full-time so, job that yeah. is just yeah. Yeah. so what happens there is now if that disparity is there it means there's somebody that's eating that gap eating that budget. gap, that gap yeah. budget yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wow that's yeah. insane yeah. because there's no because there's no information there's no one who's providing consistent information and mm. reporting about mm. the influencer market here mm. and here's another thing of how badly that kind of have, might even be affecting the economy mm. globally the creative economy according to Ungtat I was doing some research on it mm. um, just because of kind of the space we are Um so they do a lot of reporting on this so they have this annual report called the creative economy report which was for 2021 I believe or 2022 mm. no it was for 2021 they were saying the world the total the net worth of the creative economy in the world right now is about 1.1 trillion dollars mm. the T. okay wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. 1.1 trillion dollars wow. realize that the entire african continent given its intellectual property problems given the fact that there's not much data collection going on about creative the creative economy given the fact that artists creatives are not necessarily understanding monetization methods mm -hmm. are not included they've mm. that that slice mm. of an entire how many countries 54 now mm. has not been added to that economy mm. so like you might be thinking mm. oh this is the size but mm. if we're being honest the one market that's been least affected by colonialism racism and the hatred is a story is african tell, african style mm. like your creative spirit as a continent will not go it doesn't matter yeah, exactly. and yeah. every scar that's been left on us as africans mm. um tells a story and this is why the two of you mm. have a perspective that stretches for example tati's page mm. you will see her in zambia then you'll see her in lamu and you're like god damn mm. god <laughs> damn it <laughs> it slaps <laughs> or you'll see becky you know showing me that willow tree in kent six That's different it. times <laughs> it's where i live yeah and then and then suddenly she's like on a dow 
<laughs> yeah. then you see, that's like, yeah. unfortunately, the creator who is not of color mm. will show me Kensington 50 times. And there's another one who also... Oh, we can't see Notting Hill sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> even I got to see Notting Hill. Like, <laughs> like, even me, I saw that Shepherd's Bush. I saw it. I saw Knightsbridge. I was like, I've seen it a million times the same way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, I feel like mm. that creative, um, to tie it back, is mm. that you you are essentially exporting and importing culture. Mm. Wow, that's such yeah. an amazing way to put it. Yeah. yeah. How do you guys stay motivated and creative? Because I know it comes to a point where you've got a really cool brief and they're like, mm. this is what you want to um, communicate. Mm. And they'll do it in your style, you know, because you do it in a certain way. Yeah. And maybe some days you're like, I don't, I don't really want to make a reel. Yeah. So what are like practical things you do or say to yourself? Do you have mantras? Mm. Do you meditate? What do you do as a creative to keep the juices flowing? Yes. Um, Give us some of that central tip, Martin's secrecy. Yeah. First thing I do is I check the brief and then I go under that and I check the fee and I say, that's what I'm doing it for. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's let's be real here. Um, I'm a Capricorn. Do you know what I mean? um, I'm dying here. <laughs> let's be real. Um, so yeah, the first thing I do is check how much I'm being paid, um, and obviously, like, like I know we're joking, but like, I'm not gonna do something for nothing. So true. So yeah. and like, I look at the money. I'm like, that is part of something. That is part of something bigger. Like that money will go. Some will go to my savings. Some will go to my everyday. Like this is real life. Mm. So whatever you ask me to do is my real life. Like I will be compensated for the work I do. So that number one is a big motivator. And then after that, to stay creative and like get the juices flowing, whatever, I go back to my best performing content. Mm. And I've noticed, like I was actually telling Tati this yesterday. Um, for example, I started switching up um, my reels um, to being just, instead of me just standing there like changing outfits, because I'm not like a huge transition person. Like, mm. I'm not about to jump and then land again. And, and, Nothing like, wrong with that. Sometimes you want to. No, I'm just saying, like, it's not my thing. And also, I record on an iPhone, so you are mm. technically limited mm. to an extent. Um, it doesn't seem like it. No. So, yeah. So then I decided, I was like, okay, how can I make this more interesting? Um, so I started incorporating different angles. It's the same thing. I'm getting ready, but how can I make it more interesting? Because we're, the thing with uh, content I think this year I've seen is we are all doing the same thing at some point mm. and we need to switch it up. <laughs> so like mm. as a fashion content creator, do you know how many fashion content creators there are like yeah. in the world, let alone in the UK? Like, mm -hmm. so I need my content to be a bit different on mm. this campaign that I'm doing because there's going to be other people on the campaign. Mm. I don't want our content to look the same and mm. I want the brand number one to repost me mm. uh, and number two for like there to be a good amount of engagement in it. Mm. So I started incorporating like six different angles it's a lot of work um, and like zoom ins and everything when I'm getting ready for like my get ready with me reels. So mm -hmm. I found that like going back and seeing that, oh, when I switched up the angles, it did really well. Mm -hmm. When I made it 15 seconds, it did really well. How mm -hmm. can I do that again? Make it different, add a little bit of spark mm -hmm. and stay in line with the brief. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I stay creative and also checking content on different platforms because a TikTok video like if I take content from there mm. and bring it to Instagram, like it did really well there. Let me see how I can bring that onto another platform, yeah. if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like looking at different platforms, looking at different content, yeah. like that's performed well. Mm. Nice. I think for me with the creativity side of things, I'm, I'm really into like the technical side of things. Okay. So I love videography. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm always just having to try new things mm. to like be more creative. Like we recently just went to Belgium and um, I was like shooting in a different style 
style like with mm. my camera and stuff i mm. recently just like upgraded yeah. my kit yeah i sound it's, it's so insane. dumb it's insane. No, you don't. No. It's so, so, insane. so like doing yeah. stuff like that and mm. uh just like trying different styles um similar as well like looking back at what's performed well mm. taking inspiration from that if i'm working with a brand um hopefully they've given me creative freedom mm. and um i'll just try you know forget about the pressure like oh they have to really love this obviously that's like the first thing you think about mm. um i just try create something that i'm gonna like yeah. and like that i would share organically because a lot of the time yeah. they'll pay you to post something on one platform mm -hmm. but with the content that i made in belgium i was like mm. i just want to share this everywhere yeah. like i want everyone to yeah. see this yeah. so yeah i think it's just like really enjoying the process and trying to find new ways to get out of the rut because yeah. i think once we find something we know performs well or something we like we have a tendency to oh, just, just keep doing the same right. thing yeah. Yeah. but then people might see that get inspiration obviously it's natural that everything kind of becomes homogenous in this it like really has, yeah. industry like mm. i i too have noticed it i think i was like ranting mm. so much to you <laughs> earlier on in the year i was yeah. like becky everything is the, the same, same. Yeah. no one is original everyone yeah. has the same aesthetic everyone's yeah. talking about oh i'm that girl i'm oh, this i'm that it's I like mean, yeah. who are like i don't know yeah. anything about like you you person. are the same as this person exactly. and the same as that person yeah so i think just like forgetting about the pressure of like oh i need to fit this trend or mm -hmm. use this trending sounds or like yeah mm. just like being yourself yeah, you know true. and that's just so like true. enjoying what you're doing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i want something just to add like a comment i i saw the the bruce stuff man and I will not lie. I will not lie. When I, I've never, it was so nice to see two black girls mm. riding a bike. Yeah, <laughs> just, just riding, just riding a bike, bike. doing like, bike. Like, living. Yep. A, it's luxury is natural. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just doing things. Just yeah. doing just things. Just yeah. Yeah. Here's a museum <sighs> you'd like to see from the bike. How did that go for you? That's nah, all right. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> all I'll say is okay, <laughs> Belgium. <laughs> Learn to take care of people <laughs> because the fact they left me on the street, I fell off the bike, <laughs> taking a corner. Okay, by the way, it was cobblestone streets, so let's wet calm cobblestone down. Streets. Yeah, wet, very slippery. I took the corner, um, and I just went down just completely. Yeah, was on the ground. Um, <laughs> took a few seconds and started laughing, but no one could see I'm laughing. Only Tati could really see. Barely she could see that I was laughing. People just walked past. Wow. No one People even said. Looked and they looked. Past. They watched the whole thing. No one yeah. even said, "Are you okay?" Like at least in London, they'll be like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, like you're then right, walk off. Yeah, mm. like at least they'll pretend to care. Didn't care. That's yeah. the only like downside from the trip. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Other than that, love a bike ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like I was just so impressed by how clean the content looked and how you we talked about. Yeah, you talked about like them. Even I wanted to go there, but like oh. I have to, I have to do the annoying thing of saying, if I take kind of the kind of fame or the kind of the kind of content that people of color get promoted for on these platforms vis-a-vis mm. yes. -vis the kind of content that i see you guys put out minimalist tasteful mm. luxurious mm. absolutely oh, you know, wife. top tier <laughs> yeah like Very i said billionaire's so. wife content <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all i can do yeah <laughs> like what like so how big. has the market reacted to that that's the first question i want to know mm -hmm. and i was yeah, how has the market reacted to that? Because for me, I was just like very impressed. Um, and how has like agency treated you because of that? Um, thank you. I think with the whole like black girl luxury um, hashtag or like that sort of demographic, yeah. 
it's received in I feel like the main emotion is shock yeah it's like wait mm. what like mm. you guys can do nice things mm. you guys are like just like having just a fun like, experience you, yeah like <gasps> I think that's the main thing I've seen where it's like oh wait what like mm. it's mainly just like surprise yeah and it's like yeah. why is this so surprising to mm. you guys yeah. that we can just, just enjoy our time because like, like, yeah. goodness yeah. gracious you like, just don't see it because it's not the really. narrative pushed no. let, let, let me tell you it these yeah. girls should be on a European ad or, but the thing is, or, I wouldn't even say or, the content. I feel like the content we share is relatable. Well, I feel like I'm relatable yeah. online in yeah. some in some aspects. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I know some things I share aren't so relatable and but, accessible. But, but that's the thing I'm saying. Like it's it's just you. You know, like it's my life. just it's, living yeah, life. Yeah, it's just like you for guys. example, for example, <laughs> the aesthetic of the video in Zambia. Outstanding. Yeah. Zambia. Yeah. Oh, I love Zambia so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's talk, like when I saw that, I was like, mm. this is luxury. Or your aesthetic, mm. whenever you come to restaurants in Nairobi, the chop house. Like, mm. Oh, that was that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> you see what you see what that I mean? Don't let me get real. Don't let me get what I mean? Like yeah. the way you portray your experiences as women of color mm. is so delightful like oh, I, thank you so much like thank you. it's and it's so it's totally differentiated from kind of what is promoted so like are you what's your vision for that how do you intend to like push that forward um, um i feel like it's not even a thing where it's a strategic move because as we said we're just living life like when i went to zambia it was just to visit my dad and he was just taking me to these places. Mm. It wasn't like, oh, I need to go to this resort because it's mm. super luxury. Mm. That was just his way of being like, hey, let's just go somewhere nice. Yeah. Mm. It's just mm. living life. It's so just you. I intend to just continue my living right my life. Is just my vibe right now is just living life. Living life. <laughs> yeah. um, I think also like going off this idea of like the black girl luxury hashtag aesthetic, right? I think you guys are saying like, you know, you just don't see it. Mm. All I've seen like in terms of like content growing up like getting instagram tiktok and stuff is just other white girls living their life they're living their life mm. living their best life just mm. every day and like oh that's so nice oh they have such aesthetic homes da, 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 da. they just like shot their everyday life mm. but i think people forget like black people are not homogenous yes yeah. we don't like all like not every day is struggle yeah. and even yeah. if you are struggling yeah it's not your narrative every yeah. day. Like, yeah. it's not every day top boy. Like, our life isn't top boy. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, because people think, oh, like, when someone, like, you tell someone, like, London, they're like, oh, is it, like, top boy? Not, no, 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 not everywhere. Really. Just went to a like, cafe. Yeah. Just, and it's just like, went to watch house. people just expect black, yeah. the black identity just to be wrapped within trauma, wrapped within, like, suffering. Mm, yeah. And it doesn't have to be. I'm just a, I'm just a normal girl. Mm. Um, yeah. I just live with my family, a, 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 like, mom, a dad. Because mm. that's normal. Yeah. Let's yeah. stop pretending like having a mom and dad is normal. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, all oh, single... No. My yeah. mom and dad are married. They love each other. Like, yeah. happy household. My dad yeah. has taken very good care of us. Like, yeah. it's normal. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I think that's why people are always like, oh, you can do this. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. that's mm. not everyday struggle. Like, mm. we do have just normal lives. Yeah. And this idea that, like, when we do do something that's what every other person does, it's like, black girl luxury. It's not luxury. Yeah. Yeah. There is black girl luxury because mm. there are people that live in luxury. Exactly. We are just living in the norm. Yeah. But because yeah. it's, like, so not normal to see. Right. And people make it such a big deal that, like, you know, mm. our lives are so hard mm. that, like when they see it they're like oh wow it's like no that's just our everyday life yeah. and we're going to keep sharing it yeah. to let you know that like it's not everyday struggle yeah. Yeah. and someone who I love that does this is Jackie Aina she 
is like yeah. another level of luxury. Right. Mm. But yeah. she's like, people comment on her stuff. They're like, oh, like, why would you do that? She's like, what, would you ask someone else that? Would you ask a white woman mm. doing her laundry, like asking her questions? Mm. No. Very true. She's oh, very oh, well oh, off. Yeah, and yeah. I love that she's like, yeah, I am well off. Exactly. Yeah. Because why shouldn't she? Like, why shouldn't she show that? Yeah. 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 And that's what I have to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? That's what I wanted to really come out. Mm. Because like, knowing you both personally, mm. this is not an attempt. Like, no. <coughs> sorry, mm. y- yesterday, mm. um, one of us here walked in with, I believe it was a custard yellow sweater. Yes, yes. Um, half sweater. <laughs> I thrifted it actually from a charity shop. It was like three pounds. Yeah. 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 Sustainable too. Like, yeah. like, and, and like this prep, clean fit. Mm. You could, you could think this is a girl from Princeton. Like Princeton or Yale. Like she just looked like I'm here on holiday in Africa. Just mm. enjoy my time. Mm. Like that fit. When I saw it, I was like, my goodness gracious me. Like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. that, that's normal. Mm. And I feel like the media that's been kind of the media narrative has always been black means struggle, mm. yeah. black means difficulty, mm. black means shallow and what was it? Um, like ratchet. Like yeah, shallow and there's a word superficial. Mm. Mm. Um, like that's what and that's why even for me and Eli, it's a similar struggle, mm. isn't it? Mm. It's just that they're not hearing, you guy, what's up? Mm. It's like, no, nah, it's yeah. like, no, this is how we are every day. Yeah. yeah. There's different types of people in, sorry, there's different types of people in every, every other race. Yeah. But it's like, it, when it comes back, people's like, no, you all need yeah. to be the same. Yeah. It's that's not everyday top boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think with the whole yeah. struggle narrative as well, like in the UK, w- like obviously we've got different, um, what's it called? Classes. Classes, exactly. Like, mm. it's not just white and black, not just female, male. Mm. Like, I wouldn't say, like, I haven't struggled. My life hasn't been a struggle. Yeah. Like, mm. I had a roof over my head. Mm. I had food every day. Mm. Like, I went, I have my education, all of this. Like, I was, I'm privileged in that way. Mm. So it's really confusing to me when people are, like, mm. shocked that I'm just living yeah. a, a normal, life. like, good life. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. as relative as it is, mm. uh, as relative as it is. Mm. Because it's like, this is how my life has always been. Like, I haven't yeah. struggled. Like, I didn't. Yeah you know yeah i wasn't exposed to it i wasn't exposed Mm. to it that Mm. wasn't my life but yeah i Mm. it's very frustrating it's very strange i like that you're you guys are unapologetic about it because i feel like the shock means they want you to kind of apologize or explain sorry yeah like i apologize olivia yeah you just live in your detached house yeah the you just live in your five bed detached house okay yeah you don't have to give an origin story like i was poor and then i i you know made it by myself yeah i didn't i didn't i think like genuinely as much as um i love this as much as it seems effortless as much as effortless i think yeah. you guys are actually doing a really incredible service so because sometimes people think okay if we're going to change the narrative of our culture you have to be a malcolm x you have to be mm. a freedom fighter you have to go oh, and be on the forefront oh, right gosh, but okay. there's oh. there's people that are like on the periphery and they're just adding right. to the pile of a narrative that's positive yeah. mm. i think that's what you're doing and i think the reason sometimes it stands out so well is because you merge that with your creative eye mm. so when you're making content about your everyday life the aesthetic that comes from it it's going to look so different because I see when Becky, I see when you guys t- take a picture of the same thing 
it looks like it's a different place. Yeah. So that kind of just speaks to your creativity mm. and then your black excellence at exactly. the same time. Oh, so you're just, you're, you're, no, Jenny, so you're actually doing something it. for like other girls that maybe they've wanted to exactly. be like that, but they've not had something to model it off. Yeah. Yeah. The example is like, Becky, the way you dress was just modest dressing. Mm. Like a lot of girls, like I didn't think I could do it, but yeah. now I've seen someone do it. It's yeah. like, I can be a black girl yeah. and I can dress like this, yeah. right? Chatty with your yeah. preppy thing. I could be a black girl mm. and dress preppy. It's mm. it's not an exclusive yeah. white shop aesthetic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Shop at Glassworks. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Why not? Um, mm -hmm. Just a sec. Um, just to kind of highlight that, um, and just kind of the impact of having someone who's a high is into high quality experiences and is a person of color. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, when I arrived mm -hmm. into 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 London, the first people I met were Becky. Becky and Tati, first thing mm. they said, we're going to Miscuzi, mm. we're going to do bills. Mm. And then after that, every day. Yeah, after that, we're going to go to this other really nice restaurant. Like you look at the, the way they live their life. It mm. like set, it was for me, it was like, okay, there's certain places I don't want to go. And if mm. I need to know somewhere to go, mm. I need to look for certain people who are black and mm. have that understanding if they're European. Mm. Now that, that seed that you planted, I met someone in my class. Um, mm. um, his name is Rafael Mayashmid. Oh, um, wow, what a name. Yeah, Ghanaian guy um, from Denmark, mm. and he has the same aesthetic in terms mm. of like he's because he's not apologetic for being a black man who's intelligent and who's capable and who's like mm. done has done a double degree in tax and is now doing one in law and finance and is also trying to you know he's now getting into private equity. He's yeah. not apologetic for Sorry, being yeah. yeah. He's not a, yeah. He's not Sorry, apologetic for the babo gilets. Yeah. He's not apologetic for saying listen, bro. Yeah. Here's here this we Rolex is usually the thing for the first year. Yeah. You usually wear black yeah. shoes instead of you know like the fact that he yeah. kind of. Put like he kind of put that. Mm. <laughs> sounds like it's you know, a different we are, we are not, I'm lost yeah, in this yeah, conversation. Yeah, listen. <laughs> yes, we are just. Yeah, just listen. Just listen. Yeah. And the reason why, mm. primarily, me and him kind of could relate at that level, was because like he also noticed that I'm looking for high quality experiences. Mm. I might not, as someone who's just an immigrant from Africa coming in. You're an expert. Mm. Student. You're student. an expat. Yes, yeah. yes, you see now. Yeah. I get corrected like Reclaim that. Reclaim the word. Don't, yeah. let them, don't let them try and take you down. Reclaim <laughs> the word, you're an expat. Yeah, so mm. like, yeah, the fact that I'm an expat exactly. from mm. from Kenya, mm -hmm. um, kind of, kind of he, the, he kind of set the standard for mm. this is how you relate and this is the way we do it here in London. Mm. And it, it didn't start from, yo, boy, we're going to go to the mall, bro. Mm. It didn't start from there. It started from, and it's okay to do that mm. at a certain age, but it started from, high quality experiences you're a person of color but you're not going to go to um certain establishments mm. you're going to go to 10 greek street why not mm. yeah you're going to go to 10 greek street where the the best chef or some of the best chefs come mm. here and cook mm. in london and you can enjoy a proper meal at a good yeah. price and mm. sometimes even a bit at a premium if mm. you have to mm. but it's your right to enjoy yeah, these exactly. things you deserve it. that's yeah. definitely been my mentality this year yeah. sorry to interrupt you but like it's been like why not Mm. You know, like why, why shouldn't our parents just... didn't work this hard for exactly. us to not enjoy life? Yeah. Why am I here then? Yeah, mm. like yeah. I don't want to struggle. I want to go somewhere nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go to the yeah. museum, twenty five pounds for yeah. the ticket. And sure, you, why yeah. not? And if yeah. you raise your standard there, it means that mm. you're also working in class mm. a bit harder because yeah. now you want to access that. Exactly. Yeah. You're not gonna say, Nah, man, that's not for me though. Mm. No, I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah, nah, you know, Bond Street, that's not for me. It's mm. for you. Yeah, yeah. Take up space, man. That's how. That's how you change. A narrative and how you change a culture by taking up space yeah. and just doing it passively yeah. and then eventually more people take up space yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. last true question that, that. Mm. last question ladies okay do you oh. want to ask it oh yeah. um yeah you can <clears throat> ask us then we'll ask you 
Um, yeah. Um, oh, what is the greatest gift you guys have received? And that can be like, it doesn't have to be like a physical thing. It could be a lesson. Like, what would you say has been a gift to you and how have you received it? I think high quality experiences with high quality people. Mm. I think especially this year um, and being being intentional about those experiences and about those people. So it's something that no one can take away from you. When you go on a trip with people you really care about, that will forever be here, mm. no matter what happens in life, right? Mm. And I've got so many of them. Like the last seven days, the amount of experiences I've had with high quality people. Mm. <laughs> Stop smiling. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Like they. it's, I think especially coming like coming to Kenya mm. like the and the kind of work I'm doing my lifestyle has been so fun mm. when I let it be fun mm. and I managed to now enjoy work even more I think if I was just like in 2020 or 2019 sorry when I was just working and not making space for fun or making space to nurture relationships and maintain them mm. I don't think I'd probably burn out way more I don't think I'd be enjoying what I'm doing or be able to be the most optimal person to mm. do a podcast to do content mm. to be a son to be a brother mm. to be a single man um, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I think I'd be able to, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have these pockets of, is Beryl laughing at me? If I didn't have like these pockets of happiness that I'm finding yeah. with people. So that's been the, the best gift, especially this year. Since October 2021 on my birthday trip, I had a really high quality experiences. Mm, best nice. gift. Yo, dog, are, you, are we saying, wait, it's just been one year? It's been one year since my birthday, yeah. The, 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 yeah. the, the Kilifi trip? Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's been one year. Yeah. Oh, dog. We've done so. That's what I'm saying. We've done so many high quality experiences with high quality people, man. Yo, yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. I thought like it's like two. Yeah, because we've done so much. We've done so oh, much. Do you know how time works? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Let, let's let's put into perspective. You know, yeah. let's put it in perspective. What's, yeah, that's crazy. That's why that's my response, man. Because it's the best gift. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Me especially for me, it's been mad ever since. <laughs> my boy. <It's> been mad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So my greatest gift, I think, has been. Mm-hmm. I have. I've realized. The power, of being, crap. Might mm. cry. <laughs> the, the, mm. I think I've realized the power of being myself this year. Mm. Oh I've my! I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, yeah. like it's been. Mm. Oh my god! Like it's yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. It's just been wow. It's mm. just been like I don't know. I remember at one point you were close to apologizing about being yourself. Mm. I remember at one point we had a conversation. You're like. I was just being myself. Why it's not being received? And then we kind of were like, it's everything's fake. Like mm. everyone's perception is fake. Carry on being you, yeah. and then your tribe will find you. Mm. And I think exactly. that's what I've seen happen to you. Man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's oh, man, it's like it's unbelievable, man. That's yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a gift you've given yourself. It's unbelievable. Mm. It's mm. you know so when great. you get mm. to the place where it's like, I am enough. Mm. Mm. It's mm. like, yeah, I yeah, because like few people feel that as well. Yeah, yeah like you know, like. Okay, we start the podcast, everything's going well. February gets there. Because now I realize it's one year now. Like mm. it's, I think it's really hit me now. Mm. February gets here and I'm like, now I'm going to do a drastic shift. Mm. Drastic shift happens. May, we're in Johannesburg. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. okay. You've come back from Joburg, you're back. Okay, what are we doing next? Next, you're in London. Mm. You meet new people. And mm. all these new people I've met, mm. I've changed nothing. Like I've not, I've not done any adjustments mm. in terms of like, Obviously, there's that, like, trying to understand people and trying to, like, be social and be agreeable. But, mm. like, it's just been me. And mm. this energy has been the same. Mm. The fact that I've invested in myself for so long, 
I'm seeing the payout. I'm now starting to see the, mm. you know, because like the like Raphael, Zach, um, mm. another incredible guy um, who's from Namibia, who's done a double mark, who's done, who's doing his second masters, mm. done second two scholarships. George Washington, like ridiculous. George Washington fellow, Shevening scholar, oh meeting meeting Shevening scholars, um, my roommates. Um, Two ladies who probably work in fashion, and for example, in Gucci, were very French. Um, Kiara and Agat. All these specific people. Mm. A guy who's Chinese and Swedish, but like is funny in the Chinese, like mm. to that, you know that like like that way of like blunt humor. Mm. All these specific people. Like if I could name a list mm. from the moment I arrived in London, like just the fact that I have met an incredible group of people over time mm. in this year. Mm. Rotimi, Georgie. Mm. Then that means mm. it's all happened. Mm-hmm. in one year mm-hmm. for me so like i feel like um I, you have to move ivy over 25 mm-hmm. um, rebecca rebecca yeah. tmi yeah, all exactly. that like that whole um victor like all that mm. that entire cohort of human beings that i've met in the past like 365 days for me man like it's just been mad mm. so i think it's that it's that it's that ability to be yourself even my relationship with my friends my family mm. it's all like mm. yeah well, you've made me think now so it's yeah. like it's yeah. been so fun to watch, buddy. The growth has been incredible. Yeah. Been incredible. And the nights have been better. Oh, my goodness. That's a different, that's a different podcast. That's Hello. another Hello. one. Hello. Uh, <laughs> that's a safe space. <laughs> uh, we'll just move to the final well, question. We'll just uh, move, move to, to the, the final question. Uh, so which ladies, is, uh, ladies, please ladies, like, do the honors. Yeah, for sure. Um, to just divert. Uh, um, we like to leave our audience mm-hmm. with something that they can go and be inspired by. Sure. Because the idea of somebody sitting here means that they have a certain level of either work ethic perspective or like mm-hmm. a career mm-hmm. that is impressive and that can help someone else. But you don't get to that place mm-hmm. without investing in time and consuming things that are going to elevate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we always want to find out what's one thing that you've consumed that's elevated you and kept you going or inspired you or changed your mindset mm-hmm. that you think somebody here watching should go and read, watch, see, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sure. So this past year, I've been really focusing on my financial literacy. Mm -hmm. So I think a book, I listened to the audiobook called I Will Teach You To Be Rich, Mm -hmm. just about like investing, learning how to look at money, changing Mm -hmm. your relationship with money. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that was like a real turning point for me. I think Mm -hmm. I listened to that around the start of the year. yeah, so I'd mm. say that book. Who's about? I I will. I don't know off the top of my head. You'll find the link. You'll find, find the link. Find yeah, the link. Find amazing. Yeah. yeah, Becky. Um, it would be a book. Technically, it's two books because mm-hmm. it's the same author. But I feel like if you read one, you have to read the other. Mm-hmm. So the first book I would say is The Mountain Is You by mm-hmm. Brianna West. I believe that's the author. And then she also has another book called 101 Essays to Change to Change the Way You Think. Mm-hmm. And for me, like The Mountain Is You, I read at the beginning of the year, and I was like, oh. You are the Am mountain. I the drama? Like, <laughs> is it me? <laughs> like, it literally, it really makes you like look at yourself. Like, oh, and it makes you ask questions about yourself that you never would have thought about. Because mm. mm. you can kind of just go through life. This is what I've been thinking like this year. Like, you can go through life not thinking about what you're doing, just on autopilot. Mm. And this book really makes you just like sit down, think about the choices you make, think about how you perceive things, how things are happening around you, and really reflect. So it's been really helpful for me. Mm. And I'm still reading 101 essays. Um, and that's like a really good book to kind of just open your mind because mm. it's like different people have contributed, I believe. Um, so yeah, those two books have been very interesting for me. Mm. So yeah, I recommend them. Amazing. They will all be 
Wait, there's linked. one more book. Another book? Go. I think you've read it. Mm. Atomic Habits. Oh, yes. By James Clear. Yes. yes. Great oh, book. that book changed that my book. life. Yeah, yeah, I swear. It's mm. basically just how you can make um, small, tiny changes every day to mm. lead to like a greater result, greater mm. improvement. So mm. all those changes compound over time yeah. changed my life yeah, I remember same. reading that like so I can do anything yeah, yeah. I like, oh, well, I'm amazing and <laughs> so I'm yeah. literally I am yeah. yeah that that book was everything so yeah, yeah. I love it that's such a good book I, I still haven't read it yeah. read it you'll love yeah, it you'll really love it it's such a good book listen to the audiobook if you don't want to read it it's only like Ooh. eight hours or something yeah or I believe in physical yeah. yeah you can do that double in like speed. less than a week double speed double speed you're intellectual I always listen to double speed do you not find that's a bit too far no, Write after like notes. a minute, you kind of your your ears, ears adjust. You're like, okay, cool. Now it's just four hours. That's that's <laughs> wow. the idea. Okay, it's a book enough. club. Book club stresses me out. I have like a week to read a book, and then wow. just, yeah. yeah. No, I want to join a book club. Book club. Yeah. 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 But for like non-fiction, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll join. I would actually join that. Should we do that? Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, one is Atomic Habits. No, but I've already read it. Yeah, but Oscar hasn't, so we have to do it reading again. I need the inspiration. We'll make a group chat. But like, but like, we'll add Oscar. But like, when we when I started reading books at twice the speed with Will, you're like, dog, that's crazy. You're missing the whole experience. Like, because sometimes there's some books like the Nine Lives of Baba Seki's Wives, the Secret Lives of Baba Seki's Wives. Where the narration is so good, like mm. you want to hear mm. how the how you know this drama yeah. is, you know, and the the way she walked into the shop, everybody knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that how it sounds? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, like it's like phew, it's incredible. Mm. Or um, so like I'll definitely give it a listen, girls. Audible. Yeah, if we yeah, could sponsor yeah, yeah. mantalk.ke, that would be, great. be really great, guys. So we'll be sending you an email shortly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Um, I think to summarize, I think I just wanted to like give you flowers again and to say, don't stop. Thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I think I, even I would, if I had a daughter and she was consuming your content mm. and like challenging me on it as a dad, I'd be very happy oh, oh, oh. oh. thank you so yeah. yes thank you guys i should give you your flowers then okay so <laughs> becky <laughs> no generally um as a little sister i'm super proud of you um i see the behind the scenes yeah. you seem very jovial but i see the work that goes into what you're doing yeah. and i'm so glad you found this friendship with tatty because you're basically the same person and you can motivate each other and i Great see girl. me and oscar our relationship basically paralleling yours. Mm. So I know how essential it can be to have someone in the same space, mm, someone is. you can like fight battles with and, and bounce each other off. So keep the friendship, cool. keep the content coming. And yeah, we're proud of you. Yeah, I think, I think they're like us, but the difference is they're way more organized. <laughs> yeah, you're way more organized. Way yeah. more organized. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we love just the chaos. It's like, we love it. I think I have stuff. a caption for this episode. Oh, yeah. Mm. Two sides of the same coin. Oh, powerful. That's cool. Yeah, powerful. Like that. Done. Mm. Done. I like that. Done. That's Done. good. Right. Amazing. So, um, just I just want to give you guys your flowers. Okay. All right. As someone who's you know been here since the beginning, uh-huh. seen the growth. I am so proud of you guys. <laughs> look oh. at you. Look at where you are now. Yeah. Actually. From you know like trying to get people to like please can we film it? No. Now it's like yeah. Yeah. Look at the places you guys are in. Look at the team you've got. Yeah. You've done so yeah. well. I'm so, so well. Oh, thank I'm, you. Honestly, I'm so proud. I feel like a proud mother when I see you guys. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, from the jump. Please, please there. do the please do the Kenyan accent thing. You know, I'm so proud of you boys. <laughs> oh. You're really elevated, <laughs> man. Talk. Yeah, yeah, I'm so proud to my very core. Mm. Uh, God bless. Mm. God bless. Mm. Have you been telling anyone about the podcast? You know, I told my 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 friend Tris. Mm-hmm. I told my friend Sandra, mm-hmm. and I told my friend uh, mm. Tati. Mm. Yeah, I told them about you, yeah. and they've sent it on WhatsApp. 
So now their sons are going to also watch it. <laughs> so no, so you, you are now inspiring future generations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tati, please tell us what you think about Mantalk right into that microphone. I think Mantalk is amazing. As you said in the beginning, you guys are, are you doing something the- different I've never seen before, like with male-led podcasts. Mm. So it's really amazing to see, especially here in Kenya. Mm. So I see Mantalk being so huge, mm. so global, mm. and I can't wait to see what you guys create. From oh. one podcaster oh. to, another. to another. Let's, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do a quick shout out? No. Everything's going to be It's time for us to, Tati, you, you, you've kind of glossed over the fact yeah, where can we find that you? you have a podcast. Where can I we mean, find your podcast? Okay, I have a podcast. It's very early stages, yeah. so don't keep your hopes up too high. <laughs> but um, it's called As Seen In. We talk about film, TV, entertainment. Who is we? Um, me and my friend Kaylee. Um, What's yeah. her handle? Her handle is at Kaylee Carter underscore underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have guests on as well. We do press. So like when a film comes out, we'll like speak to the actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's basically oh. other platforms. Other platforms. Um, my Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and YouTube are all Tati Kapaya. Amazing, amazing. And mine are all I am in karate. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Hopefully thank you see for you back. Us. And thank enjoy you. Kenya. We will. We will. Karibu Kenya. Karibu Kenya. Thanks, Jambo. Jambo Bwana. Habari gani? Nzuri sana. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Half as much as we enjoy making it. Because we had a ball. We did. Come on. See you next week. Peace.